Welcome to Rich Conversations. Today we are, let's see, we're downtown on Randolph and Wabash. Got a CTA trains passing us right now. Uh, I just want that Intelligentsia coffee. I'm, I'm kind of upset how much I like Intelligentsia coffee. <laughs> it is kind of bougie, but I mean, they do it pretty good. Um, they close usually around really early downtown. That kind of frustrates me because I usually come downtown uh, kind of later, late afternoon, go to the museums, right? Uh, so we have the sculpture here by Richard Hunt, We Will, kind of like this big flame. Uh, and I'm walking east towards Millennium Park, that's where I'm headed. I got a, I got a few minutes to kill before I uh, head back up to Lincoln Park and, uh, and bartend for the night. So passing the cultural center right now. It used to be the old Chicago Public Library before they built the Harold Washington. Uh, I should I should go here more often. I remember uh, they do have some cool stuff and uh, the building's pretty cool inside it. That's something uh, to check out. So there's so many things to check out in the city. I was just thinking about how so I'm a membership at or I'm a member at the Field Museum and the Art Institute. Go to those very regularly. Uh, before COVID, oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, someone just complimented my socks. I'm wearing a uh, gray, white, navy blue stripes. It's very striking, I would say. Uh, as you're probably aware, I color coordinate with the colors that I wear. I'm wearing a gray shirt. Blue shorts, uh, some gray shoes, got a blue backpack. Um, anyway, so membership. So before COVID, I was a member at the American, American Writers Museum, which is also on Michigan Avenue here. Neat little gem of a, city, of a museum. Uh, pretty new within the last three years. And then the other one, the Oriental Institute on University of Chicago's campus. Uh, it's it, man, that is the hidden gem of the city. That is like one of my favorite spots. It's this museum of ancient Middle Eastern antiquities. So we're, we're talking Mesopotamia, Babylon, uh, the Syrian Empire, Persian Empire, Egypt, the uh, Egyptian civilization, the Nubians, the, um, you know, you know, and then like Israel, it's it's phenomenal. They have the largest King Tut statue in the Western Hemisphere. How about that? 17 feet tall. Uh, it's pretty cool. So that's, but it, it kind of takes a while to get to. It's it's hard to get to that area, Hyde Park, with public transportation from the north side. You either. You really have to drive or you take the two, which you can catch downtown. Um, so that's why I just don't frequent it as much, but it's a, it's a great museum. But there's also all these other museums. Like I'm considering buying a membership for the MCA, which is the Museum of Contemporary Art. That one's probably the most likely I would, I would join soon. But that also gets me into uh, Milwaukee Art Museum. 
Something that's cool with, with a lot of museums is reciprocity with other museums around the country. So as a member of the Field Museum, when I was in Miami about a month ago, got into the, the Science Museum there for free, got in uh, Cannon Bones in for free as well, and the MCA has a lot of like any contemporary art museums in the country. Typically, I can get in if I have a membership with that. So you're not only paying for, for that, but also all the other museums pays off. Plus with the, the Art Institute not having the cafes open, uh, curious if the MCA does. The other one is the Museum of Science and Industry. Um, say over the last two years, I've really, really become more interested in technology and more practical industries, I would say. Uh, so again, that's, that's uh, Hyde Park. So it's kind of difficult to get to. Even though I live on Lakeshore Drive now, which is, which is cool. Um, so that'd be something I would consider. Right now they have this Marvel exhibit. We got a flight. So what happens is as a member, you get all these flyers in the mail for all the other museums and everything going on. You know, the Architecture uh, Foundation here in Chicago, Museum of Science and Industry, MCA, uh, Chicago History Museum. Oh, that'd be a good one to do too. Um, and uh, uh, so I, I, we got this, this flyer for the, the MSI, Museum of Science and Industry, and their Marvel exhibit. They have this like Marvel exhibit going on. And since Ken is really into, um, you know, comics and storytelling, I, I like put it right where he could see it. I'm hoping he goes and then we could like, I don't know, split a membership or something. I'm at the Prisker Pavilion right now. Uh, I mentioned Colin O'Brien a couple episodes ago, playing at Red Rocks, but they're, uh, they're also going to be playing here at the Prisker Pavilion in September with Neil Francis. And, you know, he said, like, I never thought I would be playing at the Pritzker Pavilion. And now, like, here, here he's about to. Phenomenal. I'm right by the... I love Millennium Park because you just people watch. People are so interesting to me. What they wear and where they're from. Everything... Everything shapes a person from where they grew up, the regional culture there, the, what people value there. That influences people. Um, you know, and, and who they surround themselves with affects their fashion choices and what they consume online and, and culturally affects their fashion choices and, and their endeavors and what they do. It's interesting to me. I'm waiting for this coffee to cool down. Got an Americano. Ah. What I love too about Chicago is in uh, all these downtown spots, the, uh, the flowers and the uh, gardening and the, what would you call that? The presentation 
is always fresh. It's always beautiful. Here we have uh, some people taking photos with the bean. Something that's just so interesting to me is how, like, in Chicago, we're like, oh, yeah, the bean, you know, it's touristy and stuff. But people come from all over the world and take pictures with this sculpture, and it's like a cool thing, you know? I remember uh, when I visited Joe Anhalt in New York. When was that? That was, uh, <laughs> that was in February 2020. <laughs> that wasn't too long ago. Uh, or, well, it feels, it, it's weird. Like, doesn't time feel like with COVID? Doesn't it feel like it's, it's been forever, but also just like yesterday? Anyways, I was, uh, there was one night we went out and then he went home because he had, he had to work the next day. I usually travel, when I travel places, I, I travel during the weekdays because uh, I like will bartend on the weekends, so, so it's, it's interesting. So, so I went out that night afterwards. He lived in, in Chinatown at the time. He lives in Brooklyn now. But, so this is like Lower East Side of Manhattan. And I walked out of his place. I was just going to go for a night walk and... Uh, I saw the Empire State Building. So in my head I said, that's where we're gonna go. So I, I walked all the way to the Empire State Building. How long did that take? Man, that must have been, that was a while. And uh, so I go through Times Square. Times Square is kinda, kinda by there. And that, that Times Square is something else. That is, it's just screens and lights and advertisements. And just like, it's like the pinnacle of what you would think capitalism <laughs> would be. And while I'm there, there's all these people taking, uh, taking photos, like, like serious photos in Times Square. Like they're cool. They're, they're posing as if Times Square is like a cool thing to do and it's very very shocking because you know people with very refined taste such as myself and uh say joe 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 is probably the best taste joe and justina of my friends probably have the best taste i would say um so i kind of lean on them for for like for their opinions on what what they think is, is good culture or good taste. Um, Joe, Joe is, uh, Joe's great. Uh, he, I, I ask for his feedback a lot for, you know, whether it's book covers or the last, the last book, the art book. Um, I considered him my, uh, my art director. So I, I, I remember that I was going to Paris. This is, this is early February. So, oh, you know, Okay, so last time I was in New York, it was late February. I went to a Bone Lane show. They played at uh, the Berlin Club. The week after I got back was the first COVID case in New York. Isn't that crazy? 
Uh, but January, I was leaving for Paris, and Joe was in town, and we met like th- like two or three hours before I had to leave for the airport to go to Paris. And so I had all this artwork, and I showed him all the things. So what's in the book, we have 55 art pieces, but really probably made like a total, probably like 160 or something. So he, he went through all of them, combed through all of them, and selected what he thought was best. And I, I, I do lean on his opinion for a lot of these matters. He has a great eye. And uh, some of them didn't match up with my favorites. So I was kind of frustrated. And so I was in Paris. And that was kind of on my mind. It's like I still had work to do while in Paris. I thought I was gonna just, he was just going to like rubber stamp it and be like, all right, these are great. You're done. But no, that wasn't the case. And so what I found too, a lot of the art was created from what, what I see around me. Patterns, uh, architecture, just like inspiration. And when I went to Paris, it's so interesting to me how, how different the art and architecture is in another part of the world, right? Another continent. So, so France was a lot more asymmetrical art more flamboyant, more detailed. Whereas like Chicago, I'm, I'm in front of the bean right now and I'm looking at the buildings here. Everything is rectangular. Uh, the Chicago Athletic Association, one of my favorite places. They have a Venetian, Venetian style. Uh, so there's there's so, actually so much different architecture here in front of me. Uh, you have the glass, like, what is that called? Like, postmodern. You have the, like, very mid-century, like, Bauhaus, very simple form and function. Then the ones in front of us actually are the oldest. So those are, like, early 1900s, late, late uh, 19th century. But wherever you are, the architecture reflects the culture and the history, right? So if you're, say we were in Miami, and nature, I suppose, right? All these things influence like one particular thing. Um, Miami with the, the weather, it's all white. Because it, it's a lot cooler than, than black. Um, and the, the vibrancy, with the, the animals are a little bit more colorful, whether it be the birds or, you know, you got lizards that are different colors. Uh, the green and the water, yeah. Where was I going? Um, these are kind of just uh, rambling. <laughs> Ramblings here. It's good to see tourists back at the Bean. They open up these picnic tables, so now I'm sitting on a picnic table. I don't know why I'm sitting directly in the sun. It's like 2 p.m. It's like beating right down on me. Stupid. I got my haircut. That's why I'm down here. Uh, looking sexy now. 
you know, you look good, you feel good. Feel good, you play good. When you play good, you win, right? Winning is fun. So we're having fun, right? So uh, I enjoy coming down here, getting my hair cut with, uh, with Emily. Great person. Uh, man, we have some great conversations. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but sometimes I would go and, and then go to the Art Institute afterwards, but they're still closed on uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. This is a Tuesday right now. Yeah, it's so, I love just coming to the beach, just coming by tourists and then seeing how different people look, but also like the languages that people are speaking. Everybody's coming here to the place that I live. And uh, I don't take that for granted. Yeah, everybody's got the right idea. Be in the shape. Why, why the heck was I not picking the table? Okay. Um, I haven't even, if you think I'm rambling and uh, it must be the coffee, it's, it's not actually. I haven't sipped it <laughs> yet. It's so hot. Why, oh, why is it so hot? Oh, yeah, the shade is nice. There's so many things to do, both in the city and life. You know, I, I have conversations about this with other people. Everybody wants to travel, right? That's what... So a lot of young people want to do. I, I really didn't start traveling until I was like 28. I always thought, I always thought like traveling was for like rich people. And so I just never really looked into it. But it's pretty, it's, it's shocking how inexpensive it is to just go f fly places kind of crazy isn't it you know flying to Paris what did it cost me like $510 round trip Are you kidding me to fly halfway across the world you know Miami you know what it cost us to fly to Miami round trip it was, it was uh, 90 95 96 around there it's unbelievable it's like the most southern tip of the United States right uh, so everybody wants to travel, right? And it's like, why do you want to travel? Well, I want to experience the culture of other places and experience people and learn from them. That's great, right? But I don't think traveling to travel is a good goal. You know, it's like, you learn about these other cultures and stuff, but how are, how are you then going to apply that, what you learned, to your own life or your community, right? How are you going to make your community better? How are you going to make the people around you happier and improve their lives from this experience? That's what I think a lot of young people are, are missing. So, like, say, like, Chicago, everybody wants to travel, right? But you could spend a lifetime just 
exploring this city alone and learning about the world. The world comes here. The world is here. And it's like, I like to use this metaphor of a lot of people see the tree in front of them, but they don't see the forest. And we need more people to see the forest because we have to navigate through the forest, right? We have to figure out how to get through the forest. So now we're in the Lurie Garden. I first actually learned about the Lurie Garden and, uh, uh, and kind of it's, it's uh, and appreciating it through, through my friend Maggie, she's a landscape architect awesome person. She, I think she was on episode 20, maybe like 27, 28 of the podcast. <laughs> it is cool. It's, uh, yeah, look at all those bees pollinating and doing their thing. All these flowers. Yeah, you have this, uh, this beautiful skyline here. You get a little bit of the Pritzker, the Aeon, that uh, that like triangle-shaped thing. <laughs> great, great architecture again. Trump Tower. All these different materials. Through Maggie, I learned about all these different uh, building materials, and how everything again, like everything, is intentional, right? And. So you, when you're walking around the city, it's not random. Everything is there for a reason. And everything is, is trying to make you feel a certain way or like, you know, display or show something in particular. Yeah, we just, oh, look at this. We can just chill by the water here. There's something about water, right? I don't think I would ever live anywhere that's landlocked. Just, uh, I don't know, not my vibe. Atlanta is landlocked. Denver is landlocked. Although they got the Colorado River. I saw the origin of the Colorado River when I was in the Rocky Mountain National Park. It's a stream. I literally stepped over it. I stepped over the Colorado River. <laughs> that was a cool trip. I, uh, I traveled domestically in my 20s for sure, but like internationally, it was really like when I was 28, I went to Spain. Uh, a year later, I went to Southeast Asia. It was like Hong Kong, Vietnam, Thailand, and uh, what I think a lot about, not a lot, I think about it though, is being in Hong Kong before all the protests. So now I think China quietly just like took over Hong Kong. Well, not quietly because there were protests, right? We, we don't think about these big decisions in the moment as much as like in the future, that's going to be really impactful. People are, you know, the things I overhear bartending, right? You can be mad at all this, the, the Britney Spears documentary, all the stuff that's coming out. I don't know exactly 
what exactly the Britney Spears thing is, other than it seems pretty obvious that like child stars are kind of just used as pawns in a way to make money and kind of control. Um, you know, people are concerned about Britney Spears. What about Hong Kong and China and other stuff going on, you know? I don't have any change to make a, make a wish here. By this water. Oh man, again, I'm in the sun. What am I doing? In the Lori Garden, actually, uh, I used to go over here, but there's these benches right by the... They're not bushes. They're like... Trees. They're, they're not trees. They're like evergreen stuff. People, uh, people working in the Lori Garden. Gardening, I suppose, but with like probably science backgrounds. <laughs> I should take a sip of this coffee. Yeah, that's good. That's good coffee. I appreciate, I appreciate that. I'm spilling it on myself, like, a, like an idiot. All right, I'm gonna sit down, enjoy this coffee, ruminate on, on uh, thought, thoughts in my head and things of that nature. So I hope that you have a sunny-filled day, and thanks for listening. <laughs>